You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you again right here. Spring practice in full swing right now. Billy Napier speaks to the media. Naquan Wright speaks to the media. He may not be taking part in spring practice, but he met with the media anyway. And we also here from Richard Garage right there up front along the offensive line. So, of course, we got to hear from Rob Sell, um, the offensive line coach, last episode. Now this time, Richard Garage, very experienced offensive lineman. Get to hear from him on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Before we get started, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube. Really, it really helps us out. Subscribe. Get those notifications when there's a new Gators Breakdown while you're watching, leave a comment. Leave a comment wherever you're watching, YouTube, Twitter, Gators Breakdown Plus, wherever you're watching, leave those comments. And check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. Also, get on Gators Breakdown Plus right now. There's a member-only episode, member-only chat that we had the other night, discussing everything from position by position of spring ball, uh, and also some recruiting talk as well. So I know that's been a hot-button topic in the last few days. Uh, we talk about it all right there on the newest episode of Gators Breakdown Plus, a members-only chat. So right, here we go. Let's start with Billy Napier. And the focus of this episode, at least the beginning of this episode, is going to be quarterbacks, of course, the head coaches, and also with, with Billy Napier, the offensive coordinator, the quarterback coach, is going to be asked about the quarterbacks, uh, not so much Emory Jones. Uh, we'll get into that in just a second here as well. Even though with him transferring, Billy Napier sent that statement out uh, over the weekend after Emory Jones let it be known that he was going to transfer. So, of course, at least four guys battling out right now. What's the assessment so far from Billy Napier? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I think uh, we take a step forward each day. Um, you know, I think obviously the install starting to pile up. But today was the first day I felt like, okay, hey, you know, we got quite a bit in, um, a few more mental errors today than maybe we need. Um, 
But overall, I think those guys are doing really well. You know, they're they're coming in extra. Um, I see it sticking. You know, a little bit of a whole part whole approach, uh, but it is sticking, and they're retaining information, and I see improvement. So, um, pleased with that group. Pleased with that group, seeing improvement. That's what we want to hear early on here in spring practice. As he says, retaining info and install. That's the biggest things right now. And look, this is where the guys are probably going to start separating themselves a little bit. Mainly Anthony Richardson, now Jack Miller uh, as well, probably separating themselves a bit from Carlos Del Rio Wilson and Jalen Kitna. Still early on, still everything we get to see from the media portions are very, very limited 15 minutes. So you still have to – you know, take everything you see with a grain of salt. They're not 11 on 11. They're not, uh, you know, there's not a very, there's not a lot of game like situations happening. Not, of course, not really too much right now with the install of a new system and all the transition going on anyway. Uh, you know, how much would you be able to glean from that this early in the process? But of course, really, those first 15 minutes, a lot of routes on air. Um, and that's the, that's the, that's, the process uh, of what we get to see uh, right now. So, of course, that's what can be shared as well, besides what these coaches tell us. That's what Billy Napier is saying, of course, everybody retaining info. It's the install part. Had some good things, a lot of mental errors, uh, come, you know, kind of showing their way. The, more, the heavier this gets, more install, there's going to be some growing pains, especially for Anthony Richardson kind of, immobilized, not being able to take part in offseason throwing the way he'd like to the last couple months. So, of course, he's a little rusty uh, there. But the focus, look, the focus last week mainly on Anthony Richardson, a little bit of Emory Jones before he transferred. But the focus kind of now shifting since Emory Jones is gone. Jack Miller, of course, now as it sits, you know, the second quarterback, uh, the, the, the way we look at it. And we'll see if that changes all throughout here. But he was focused on a bit. He was asked about uh, – Billy Napier was asked about Jack Miller and his progress so far. Here's what he had to say. Well, there's a reason Jack's here, first of all. I think we anticipated um, potential issues. Um, you know, I think Jack um, comes across as a guy who has been in competition before, right? Uh, he's played – uh, in games before, right? And I think it do, he does come across like it's not too big for him. You know, he's comfortable. Uh, he's able to handle the good and the bad. You know, I think he can make a play and then be the same guy the next play. He can make a mistake and be the same guy the next play. So there's some steadiness there uh, that I appreciate. Uh, certainly, you can see that the ball comes out of his hand. He's got arm talent. He's accurate. Uh, and so far, he's picking it up pretty quick. So um, I think we made a good decision there, and uh, we're glad Jack's on our team. Good stuff there on Miller from Billy Napier. And look, you got to go back to toward the beginning of that quote, that sound there, potential. We figured we'd have potential issues. And that look, that's straight about the situation with Emory Jones. But even if he was going to go through spring, I think. Pretty much most of us saw a transfer in the works after spring unless just you come out and blew it in the water, blowing it out of the water that Emory Jones just blew the competition out of the water this spring. Not many of us saw that likely, so we saw the transfer likely after spring. I think I think that's what Billy Napier is kind of pointing towards hinting at there. Of course, you got to go back to Emory Jones and his transfer rumors 
toward the end of last season. All right, comes back, goes through two practices. He's on his way out. I mean, there's the potential issue right there that I think Billy Napier was kind of kind of pointing towards. But now for Jack Miller, more reps. Not splitting as many reps now. Five quarterbacks goes down to four. He's been throwing the ball well. He's since Saturday, that first practice without Emory Jones, uh, probably been the most accurate quarterback, at least in what we get to see <laughs> out there. Uh, but is Anthony Richardson, of course, gets back into the flow of things, knocking off a little bit of the rust. But e- either way, best thing for all these quarterbacks, have another quarterback pushing, creating competition. I still like AR when it's all said and done. He gets back into the swing of things. AR threw a nice bomb uh, in the second or third practice to Justin Shorter for a touchdown. Uh, in a little highlight that was shared on social media. I believe Justin Shorter shared it. Um, but then it was Jack Miller's turn. Uh, this past practice, doing the same thing. Bomb to Shorter in the end zone. Uh, so that would be nice to see some downfield passing there from Jack Miller. If you go back and look at Ohio State spring game last year, you did not see that hardly whatsoever. It was a lot of uh, a lot of hitch routes, a lot of routes where the wide receivers are bodies are turned they're stopped they're looking at the quarterback catching the ball not a lot of stuff in stride well that's changed uh, a bit at least from the open portions of practice uh, that we saw jack miller hitting players in stride hitting players on the run so as he grown from what we you know, going back and looking at ohio state spring game last year that's the biggest tape biggest evaluation that we have of jack miller so far wasn't a huge fan of what i saw there but hopefully what we get to see so far, open portion of practice lately, accuracy, throwing the ball down the field. Hopefully we see that on a more consistent basis. All right, Gators Breakdown Plus members, I asked, you know, with Billy Napier talking about the quarterbacks, four practices in, what their reactions were. John Unruh says, what battle? <laughs> uh, Defenestrator19 says pretty much going as expected. AR's talent and potential makes him the clear number one. I feel that the staff's familiarity with Miller puts him in position for number two. If everyone stays healthy, I don't see any upcoming surprises. Swagadelic, the fact that EJ was run off from the team, yes, run off, shows that Napier, quarterback coach, has a lot of confidence in what AR is doing in practice. It also shows there's a confidence in the depth. All good signs. Sorak says a spring battle is a miracle. AR is out there without even a knee brace. Add rapid healing to his list of physical gifts. Nat said, videos I've seen and practice notes posted, Miller clearly came to compete. Kitna is getting mentioned again like last offseason, which leaves Carlos Del Rio feeling like the quarterback bringing up the rear. Although watching him throw shows a quick release and velocity, so I'm optimistic he can develop. And Double D says, I mentioned this in the main chat earlier, but I'm kind of surprised the lack of discussion around Del Rio. He was a top 150 guy, rated a 93-57 in the player rankings. Given that we didn't take a high-level quarterback in this last class, pair that with the fact that this could be AR's last series last year seems like we're going to need him to develop and get some quality reps this year because who else is taking 
over the offense next year. Is it possible that AR versus EJ, Amy Jones versus Miller debate has overshadowed notes and reviews about Del Rio, or is he really just not a serious contender for the backup role? Personally, I never viewed the Miller edition as anything more than a depth edition, but it seems like he's dominated the quarterback discussion since he came in. Um, kind of explain that one. Yeah, maybe with Del Rio, I know um, he kind of shot up later on uh, after committing to Florida, going to Elite 11 and uh, all that. Um, I mean, most of it, of course, is going to be centered around A.R. Emery and that storyline going on there. I mean, he's, of course – I think it was going to be behind those two, of course, going into spring practice. Uh, but, I mean, Miller, as we – I believe it was Dustin Defenestrator um, said, yeah, the familiarity with Miller. I mean, they, you know, they, they recruited him as a high school recruit, so uh, they know his skill set as well. Brought him in as a transfer. You know, Napier not really recruiting Del Rio or Kitna. Uh, so, look, still very early. Uh, I, I know we're going to take what we see so far and, and take it and run with it. That's just kind of the nature of uh, what's going on right now. Uh, so I think still early. We'll still have to see how how this one pans out. But I think we knew coming into the spring, even with an Emory Jones transfer, if Kitna didn't move up the depth chart, if Del Rio Wilson doesn't move up the depth chart, are they likely transfer candidates uh, as well. So I think probably just need to wait, see, we'll have a spring game where we, we all get to see for, for more than 15 minutes uh, coming up at the end of the month, but I'm not taking uh, too much away from it right now uh, with the, I, I, I do think he's probably behind. Um, you know, probably experience wise Miller a little bit as well, uh, but I do think he's behind Miller as it stands right now. I think it's the AR uh, Miller, competition one i think ar wins in the end early in the process let's see where it goes peyton says as gun shy to recruiting as we have become due to mullen i'm still gun shy to transfer quarterbacks because of McElwain. i'm hoping taking a transfer was to build depth and i hope it's not a regular thing competition is healthy though so let's hope it's helping oh the malik zaire transfer coming in for Jim McElwain. I thought it was a, you know, a disaster because Jim McElwain had shown no ability to cater an offense to Treon Harris. So why would he cater an offense to Malik Zaire? So uh, I, I, I was, you know, I, I let Malik Zaire, what he did at Notre Dame, just didn't think it fit at Florida because uh, partly because of the, the coaches not catering to the talent there. So, yeah. Uh, but there you go. Peyton says he's still gunshot dating back to that one right there. So, and what I mean, Austin Appleby, uh, part of a, a transfer as well, but you know, luckily he was able to come in and do some good things. Not a whole lot, but some good things. Uh, yeah, so the transfers didn't really work back then. Now, having to go down that route, don't really blame Billy Napier for this one. Uh, a familiarity with Miller, uh, and of course, as he said himself kind of the questions surrounding Emory Jones and transferring. And that's where we stand right now. So it ended up being a good move already. <laughs> Two practices in spring practice, it was already a good move for Miller and for Napier.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so something that was brought up um, today, Billy Napier asked about Naquan Wright, and not too surprising, after speaking to Jabbar Jalut last week uh, about Naquan Wright and his leadership that he brings while he's injured and not being able to take part in spring practice, Billy Napier extended the thoughts from Jabbar Jalut on running back Naquan Wright. Yeah, very impressed with Naquan as a person, right? Uh, he has some maturity. Uh, he has a big picture perspective, right? He can see things from a coach's perspective. I think he's intelligent and uh, I think he's tough. He's been through some things. I think he's resilient. He has some leadership qualities. Uh, and we need the guy, right? We not only need the guy as a running back, we're missing the guy from that perspective, but we're also missing his ability to affect the rest of the team, right? So. I would say in my short time, Naquan is one of the players I have the most respect for just because of his approach and overall attitude. Good to hear from there. Good to hear there from Billy Napier uh, what he thinks and continuing that thoughts of everything we heard Jabbar Jaluk say last week about you know, the positive influence uh, on Naquan Wright. Well, let's hear from Naquan Wright as well. He got to speak to the media uh, and good. I mean, keeping him engaged, keep him involved, uh, but he does explain where he's at with that injury right now, how, what the injury was, uh, and where he's at with it now. The past few months have been actually great, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's a process, you know what I mean? And I really enjoy it. I'm blessed to be in this position. Uh, I'm not complaining. I've been down this road before. My faith in the Lord, so I know I'm going to be all right. What was the injury that you sustained, and what was the recovery like for that uh, initially? Uh, just an ankle injury. And, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. Not really bothered or worried. Like I said before, my faith in the Lord, so I know for sure that I'll come back and be able to perform. Is it the same or similar injury to what you got in high school? Yeah, same, just different leg. There we go. So cleared that up with, with, with the injury. A bit nasty-looking injury back in it versus the Florida State game. It did look pretty scary there for, for, for Naquan Wright, but uh, kind of where he's at right now, uh, dealing with that in, in injury. More of an ankle issue. We weren't really sure if it was hip, some part of his leg, uh, but we did get some clarification now uh, that it was his ankle. But, of course, can't cannot take part in springs that he just kind of started running around uh, a bit. So with that limitation, what is he doing this spring? I mean, human nature and just the competitiveness in me, I want to be out there right now being able to just compete out there. We got new coaches and, and new players, so – I actually just want to be out there and compete with my brothers. But, I mean, like I said before, it's a process, and you just got to take it day by day and step by step. Right now, I can just help them uh, leadership. Uh, my leadership role, is, I'm really working on that even more right now, being in the condition that I'm in. Uh, for the young guys, I'm just helping them, uh, giving them tips, uh, just reminding them, hey, we, we going to this, this station next. So, hey, make sure you finish through make ball security and just different things like that. Like I said, good to still have him involved. He's the most experienced running back on the roster for the Gators. He's done some good things. He's done some nice things uh, as a running back from Florida. So where does it go from here? How far will he be behind these three guys 
Montreal Johnson, Demarcus Bowman, Lorenzo Lingard that are all taking part in spring. And Florida had to go get Montreal Johnson, had to had to get that transfer in so Bowman and Lingard aren't, aren't taking all the carries. But how how far does that put Naquan Wright? And that's going to be the biggest question, I think, coming out of spring, going through summer, going into fall camp, him and his olive experience. Now uh, another injury, like you said, he dealt with one in high school, now another uh, in, in college. Does that hurt him? Is he the same Naquan Wright we've seen the last couple of years? He's made some nice plays, made some nice cuts, made some nice uh, defenders miss the last couple of years. I mean, he, he, he's a weapon. He can be used in this offense, especially in this style of offense where Billy Napier is going to want to run the ball. There's still a place for him on this team, but is, will he be the same Naquan Wright? Well, how will missing spring, how far would that put him behind? I think that's, uh, of course, can't answer that question till we, till we get to fall, but I think that's going to be a lingering question uh, heading into fall camp. But Naquan Wright, he gives us a rundown that, uh, of his competition. What does he think about Montreal Johnson? What does he think about the two uh, running backs that he was on the roster with last year? Uh, he breaks it down right here, starting with Montreal Johnson. I, I seen his tape. I actually didn't know who he was, actually. So I went and did my little research, watched the tape. Uh, he pretty good. I like him. Pretty fast. Uh, downhill runner. He's not running for no contact. And in this league, we need that. And uh, he, he's a great contributor to the backfield. I'm, I'm actually, uh, honestly, I'm proud of those guys, man. Just seeing those guys come in every day, uh, put their head down at work, man. I, I actually seen those guys come in. Both of them, I seen when they first came in. And seeing them now, a couple years go by, I'm proud of those guys. Those guys show up every day working. You wouldn't even think that they haven't played in two years. And both of those guys was highly recruited uh, coming out of uh, high school. So uh, hats off to those guys. They're they great teammates. I love to be around them. They funny. Uh, they competitive. So those guys, gonna, they're going to do it this year. Like the way he described Mar- Montreal Johnson, say, hey, we, we, we need a tough physical runner uh, like that. Can Montreal Johnson be the you know, Damian Pierce style? Uh, rusher from from last year's Florida team, be that physical, tough style running that. As he said, going to need in the SEC, and he's, and he's excited for Bowman and Lingard to finally get carries. And he did go on to explain, hey, look, they are all fighting for a job, but they do complement each other. You're going to need a breather. You're going to need a different style of back in certain situations. They all have a role. So even and he says to you right now, while he's not on the field. He's still fighting for a job. So you know, that's the mental aspect of it. Learn the plays. Learn the playbook. Make sure that's not going to ter- de- deter you from getting a job uh, in the fall. And that's what you can do right now. So take advantage of at least that part of it. Hit the ground running in the fall. Uh, so that's why he says, you know, even right now, while he's not on the field, he's still fighting for a job. You can't get behind right there. All right, we'll go back to Billy Napier. And he updates us a bit. The first time we saw Ventrell Miller, Linebacker Ventrell Miller on the field was this past Saturday. We know he's bouncing back from an injury. We just figured he was limited because of the, the shoulder injury last year. But Billy Napier gives us an update on Ventrell Miller. Ventrell's cleared. Um, Ventrell is in the process of uh, trying to complete his degree. Right, So he's a veteran player. Um, he's in the back half of his career. He's trying to – there's a particular course that he has to take this semester so he can graduate in the summer. Uh, so there's a conflict on Tuesday and Thursday, so we, we just get him on Saturday right now. Now, that's probably uh, not a bad thing due to his injury and the amount of volume that he can handle, so it's working out. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, when Ventrell is here, uh, you can feel his presence, right? He's a vocal 
guy. He's got you know, great presence and energy, uh, and he's certainly been a very productive player. I mean, just two years ago, I think he's a preseason All-SEC player that has played well here. So, um, you know, I think the consensus here last year was when he got hurt that that was a little bit of a setback for the team and the defense in particular. So we're excited he's back. Um, enjoy getting to know Ventrell. Um, he's another player, much like Naquan, that I think has some leadership quality and some maturity about him. Uh, and I'm, I'm thankful for Ventrell. Yeah, it'd be good to get Ventrell on the field, get his experience uh, back out there. But leave it, as Napier said, maybe you have a blessing in disguise. Uh, with coming back from that injury, you don't have to – I, mean, I don't think they'd be forcing him. He might be limited in some some ways anyway, but now he's cleared, practicing practicing on Saturdays. Um, now uh, interested now with the, the spring game being a Thursday night, he should be available for that because <laughs> uh, they won't be during the day. But uh, we'll see where that goes from there. But uh, Benjamin Miller, there's just there's your update on him, full, healthy, ready to go. Uh, just limited because of, hey, he's a student athlete. He's got – he wants to graduate soon. The student part of this, you know, being a college football player, you, you have that aspect. and That comes first. You got to do, do, do your job there uh, to get on the field. And so there you go. There's a story with Ventro Miller. We were wondering why we didn't see him the first week of practice until Saturday. Uh, now we got our answer there. So, look, that's open the door for a DeWan Black and a Derek Wingo to, to get more reps on the field, some younger guys as well. Uh, you know, uh, Scooby Williams uh, out there getting reps. Amari Bernie, uh, we heard from him last week. He's getting reps as well. So there's your kind of rundown at linebacker, but it does seem like the younger Derek Wingo and, and DeWan Black are really making the most uh, of Intro Miller and the situation he's dealing with right now and making sure he gets that class uh, so he can graduate this summer. So, all right, one more player we get to hear from. Richard Garage, uh, and he goes into detail uh, about the two offensive line coaches, Rob Sell, Darnell Stapleton, and what's it like having two offensive line coaches? So as soon as um, Sell and State got here, the, they all they took us to uh, PF Chains, I want to say, as a uh, O line, and I feel like that was a great that was a great first start of uh, trying to get that connection with the coaches and the players, trying to get Bonnie with each other and stuff like that, and. Um, so every month we always get together, have like a little big old brunch. Last time we had Sonny's, the bill was kind of big, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it was kind of, but stuff like that, man, is, is we we really appreciate it as, as a unit and stuff like that because we really need that. As as long as your as long as your position coach believe in you, we believe. And then I'm just like a sponge soaking up everything they're teaching me and stuff like that. Um, those guys, they, they've been very helpful on and off the field and stuff. If I ever need some extra work, uh, I can hit up those guys or anything. Uh, but those guys have been very helpful, and I appreciate what they've been doing for me. They say the more the better. Uh, I'm just trying to improve my game. Um, it's better getting from uh, two guys instead of one and stuff like that, and uh, seeing what they see and stuff like that, and my hand position, my feet and everything. So, I mean, it's just elevating our game. and. Uh, like I said, two is better than one. Their philosophy is very different and stuff like that. Um, they want us more faster, more lean, more cut, more endurance and stuff like that to fire off the ball. Last year was just like more heavy and a little bit sluggish a little bit, but um, it's just a different philosophy that they believe in and it worked for their program. And why can't it work for us? There you go. You get to hear some differences uh, from the two offensive line coaches, Sale, 
Stapleton strength and conditioning staff as well as what they want from an offensive line, uh, an offensive lineman that's different from, from, from last year and the strength and conditioning and offensive line coach John Hevesy as well. So uh, one big thing kind of going back to the beginning of that soundbite that I really took away from it was, you know, building a relationship. I'm not so sure the relationship uh, with John Hevesy was all that great. Um, I think, uh, I think a lot of us kind of know that it wasn't all that great. And, um, it does seem like more of a bond trying to be created here uh, between the two offensive line coaches, Sale and, and Stapleton, and also just the staff. That kind of just seems to be a, a Billy Napier way of doing things. So, you know, also the offensive line had been under scrutiny a good bit the, the, the last few years. Did we see improvement last year? Absolutely. Was Garage part of that? Yeah, he was. Uh, but – I think given all the pressure, we know John Hefsey ended up being fired uh, before the season was even over with, before Dan Mullen was fired. So, you know, a lot happening uh, at that position. So, in attention to detail, I think that and just some relationship building. Uh, and I think that goes a long way uh, with the offensive linemen. I think they were stepping on eggshells uh, under that last staff. I don't think that's going to be the case uh, right now. Get coached up by – Two offensive line coaches who have proven they can do it. Rob Sale so well at Louisiana that he get, he gets an NFL job, comes back to college at Florida. Uh, he wants to be able to build an offensive line. And he says one aspect about college uh, that he does like more so than the NFL is the way you can build offensive linemen. You go recruit your offensive linemen. That's different than the NFL uh, where you just kind of worry about the, <laughs> the draft and who you can draft at certain positions. Uh, so – one big difference there, and also, you know, Stapleton being able to, to prove that you can run the ball uh, the last few years at Louisiana, I think. Um, for the skater offensive line to start off with in year one, that kind of style lends itself uh, to, I think, a pretty quick start for this offensive line. As I mentioned plenty of times, like the starting five, one storyline, I think, so far in spring practices, Josh Braun. Him, uh, you know, I probably should have mentioned this in the, in the last episode uh, when we were talking offensive line a good bit. Uh, but, you know, Braun's been practicing inside, more right guard. So that being the case, I think we all kind of pencil in, maybe even permanent marker, writing, writing it rid of permanent marker, Osiris Torrance going to be that starting right guard. Looks like Michael Tarko is going to be that starting right tackle. Braun's practicing so far, like I said, you We'll see what we can take away from these early portions of practice in the early part of spring camp. But so far, Braun practicing more so on the inside at right guard, so he would be behind Torrance there and not starting, not starting at that right tackle spot. So, And, and Rob Sale said you know, in the press conference the other day, that's just w- what they're working right now. That's how they are working it. So some early storylines there. I mean, I think we all – Coming in to spring practice, maybe penciled in Braun there at right tackle. Looks like it's Tarquin's job right now. We'll see where it goes from there. One interesting storyline to kind of see these next few weeks of practice leading up to the spring game is that what the starting offensive line is going to look like. Is it going to be Garage, White, Egglecott, Torrance, and Tarquin at right tackle with Josh Braun being that top-of-the-line back up we'll see where it goes from there and one more note uh for the spring uh second week of spring practice starting off 
on, on Tuesday, Trent Whittemore was back at practice at the wide receiver position. Uh, he'd been he had been seen, but not necessarily practicing. But now out there practicing at the wide receiver position uh, for the Gators. So some good news on the injury front, if that's what it was. <laughs> We're assuming that's what it is. They don't really talk injuries a whole lot. Uh, so Trent Whittemore back at practice at the wide receiver's position as week two of spring practice gets underway. So, all right, there we go. A lot of good stuff from Billy Napier, Naquan Wright, and Richard Garage. Everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>